Hello, this is Speedball Mike Bailey from Impact Wrestling. You're listening to Wrestle In. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Ohio Kanichiwa Konbanwa, and welcome to Ace Techers. This is Wrestle In's New Japan focused podcast, and we've got some stuff to cover. We've got Best of Super Juniors lineup being announced. We've got new champions crowned this past week on the road to Dontaku. A new title announced, then happening in New Japan Strong, a new women's championship. Uh, but first things first, we got to give it up to our holy emperor, the guy with the golden voice, an angel's voice, Taichi, winning some gold. Do you guys see the entrance he made today with Sonata where they flashed their belts at the same time? It's so fucking cool. It's like boyfriend, two boyfriends got gold now. It's the, it's the best scenario. Yeah, the, just five guys. Just five guys are cooking. <laughs> It's the glow up for just five guys. I love to see it. They 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 went from the the stable who they randomly just had to come up with a name with on New Year's Dash to the top stable in all of New Japan. It is a big glow up. Uh, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, I am Kieran RH. I'm joined by SP3 as always. So now and NK is back. He's been sorely missed, uh, but he's here to to give us all the good stuff. Um. So let's work our way backwards to forwards. The oldest thing we need to cover is Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom. And whilst we are not a Stardom podcast, I know at least me and SP3 watched this entire show. I'm going to take a guess that NK watched this entire show. Yeah, I watched um half of the show. So yeah, from the Wonder of Stardom match onwards. And Sonal, did you check this out? Did you? Nothing. It's literally, I've had it and I said, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to watch it. But every time I watch it, I get sidetracked by something. But, like, it is on my list. To be well, fair, I literally just managed to catch the New Japan shows this weekend. Like, you know, that happened. So I'm yeah. very behind. It's uh, it's going to get difficult come best of Super Juniors time. But we, we've got to talk yeah. about Mercedes Monet versus Mai Uitani at Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom for the IWGP Women's Championship. The title changing hands. Monet getting the one defense in before losing to Mai Uitani. What did we think of the match? What do we think of the title change? Are we happy? Do we think the match lived up to um, the hype? Um, I felt the match was a good match. I felt like the match was cut a bit short, though. Um, I felt like the match could have used a bit more time. Um, I think, yeah, the match was a good match. I still feel like the best match Mercedes has had was um the triple threat with um was a triple threat match that she had. But in terms of um, putting the title on Mayu, I'm for it, but I want Mayu's reign to be a long reign because one thing mm -hmm. we've already had three champions, um, and the title got unveiled, um, started maybe... like November, I think. First yeah, champion, November. right? It's crossover, yeah. So we haven't had um, somebody who's um, had the title for a long period of time. We knew Mercedes was New Japan deal was a short term deal, so fair enough, but. Hopefully, um, you know, we can have Mayu as a champion and, and kind of build some sort of um, long-standing title reign. But overall, um, yeah, it was an enjoyable match. So, SP3, I remember when the, the Monet versus Kyrie match happened. You were so big on it. You were saying it's probably the best women's match happened on American Soul for, for many years since back to the NXT glory days. I think you said, where does the Mayu versus Monet match rank for you? In terms of that, like in terms of Monet's matches, of course, she's had the Kyrie match, the triple threat that MK said, and now she's had the Mayu match. What order would you rank them in? 
I thought the the Mayu match was great. I might be the high man on that, but I thought it was great. I thought it could have been like near perfect match of the year candidate with five more minutes. I do agree that it was a little too short, and that's the thing that works against it the most. You, you guys are a lot a lot happier about this match than I am. I was kind of disappointed. I, I I really enjoyed it. I love the the physicality. I loved Mayu putting a knot in uh in Monet's head. I, I I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed her, you know, with her meteoras and the throwing out the three amigos. I will say though, if on any other card, I might have even enjoyed it more because on this card, it was like the fourth best match on the uh-huh. card because the All Star Grand Kingdom was one of the best shows of the entire year. But I I. Thought I really enjoyed it. I would say that the Kyrie match is above it. And out of her three matches, I think it's a toss up between that and the triple threat. If I had to just go with the moment, how I felt after the matchup, after the match with Mayu, I was like, I wish it was longer. So I would put the triple threat ahead of that, where the triple threat, I thought it was the perfect amount of time for that type of matchup that they were having with Mayu's match because of it being a dream match, because of it being the semi main event. I thought it could have gone, you know, anywhere between 15. 30 15 to 20 minutes or so and it ended after 12 minutes so i thought it was too short and i i don't like that feeling after a a matchup even though i thought it was great overall yeah no i agree i would say this was the weakest out of the three for me easily i think the Kyrie match is certainly the best um but then kind of a very weird announcement happened in that we're getting the strong women's championship so we're getting a women's title in new japan strong uh, the light it's a one night tournament happening at resurgence between four people you've got a uh, cmml stephanie vakur uh stardom's momo momo kogo aw's willa nightingale and new japan's mercedes monet um and it's like you know people are understandably kind of critical about this like we thought this was kind of the point of the idea wgp women's championship right so not yeah i think the big thing with this is the whole premise of strong so we had strong and their episodes and then they said they were rebranding to um i think was it like maybe four they like pay-per-views rather than yeah. like weekly shows and while the strong tag t- titles are fine because aussie open had them so it's been represented in japan for a title like the women's champion which is still very new and that really like everyone said that like, hasn't had many concerns the third champion now we're on to suddenly now yeah. get a new title in America where we don't know, there's not going to be many shows, the women there, are they going to travel to Japan? It's almost just like it's an oversaturation because Stardom had their own belts. A lot of the American companies have their belts. There are no women in New Japan. It's almost like it doesn't work like the strong titles do, like the tag titles in Strong do. Yeah, it is weird because, yeah, they, they made a big point of this will be the title will go to the States and it'll be on Strong so we can have stardom wrestlers represented on New Japan Strong in America. And now it's like, OK, but we've got a strong women's championship now. Like, we're kind of that's what this was going to be. Right. And, you know, odds are Mercedes Monet is winning this title. Um, I'd be I think we'd all be surprised if anyone else got hold of it. Um, yeah. I mean, if yeah. they hadn't touted the women's championship as being this thing that would be represented in America, there would be such a power strong. I don't think we'd be overanalyzing it and be so critical about it, right? If I yeah. could put my speculation hat on for a minute here, because if you go back to the whole historic crossover 
on the lead up to that to that show, everybody was saying that Mayu was going to beat Kyrie because Kyrie is a part timer. Mayu is the more other representative. And of Star My, Mayu said, "Fuck you, pay me." Exactly. <laughs> what I think is that they worked out a deal where Mayu doesn't have to go over to the U.S. that much, so that that therefore changes what the IWGP Women's Championship was supposed to be. So that's why they are creating this strong open weight championship. I think it's it's somewhere between what went down with the deal with Mayu and New Japan and what's going down with the deal between New Japan and Mercedes Monet. It might be a thing where Mayu doesn't want to go to the States that much and and Mercedes doesn't want to go to Japan that much. So this is them yeah. meeting in the middle and coming up with the strong overweight the strong women's championship. I think there's yeah, a lot of potential uh, for it though as well because you can have Mo Monet as a champion. She can have challengers from AEW. She can have challengers from Impact. She can have challengers from the independents. It's not like New Japan are shy about using people from different promotions. It's a very big part of strong. And then maybe on occasion we get a Joshi wrestler comes over from Japan. We had Miyu Marshall on into the uh, onto Multiverse United. Like you know, I'm not saying I'm going to get TJPW wrestlers challenging on a New Japan show, but we could get Stardom wrestlers making the journey over. Yeah, the the thing that kind of confuses me. Last one I said like Stard is Stardom already have their own belts. Um, so like my the thing with with the IWGP Women's Title was. Okay, like this belt is going to be the more international belt. Like the women and stardom can wrestle for the various stardom titles, but this is the title that's going to go around the world. Um, but now, if Mercedes has this title, what does it do for the international um, appeal of the IWGP women's title? Because um, I was having a discussion, like on wrestling, for example, um, not like Mayu Iwatani's a legend. She's she's amazing, but she doesn't have the commercial appeal that someone like Mercedes does. And a lot of people 100%. tuned into the IWGP Women's Division because of people like Mercedes. Now, if you had kept her in the division, people still would have looked at the IWGP Women's Title. But now that you're giving her the strong belt, a lot of the eyes that would have international eyes that would have been on the IWGP Title are just now going to go to the strong title. So it feels just like you're kind of. You, you're double dipping and you're spiting yourself at this point because like you're taking attention away from your own title it's kind of funny like how we've gone from you know a complaint from people that really didn't have their head screwed on was that new japan should have a women's division and it was always well no just go fucking watch stardom you know like start, yeah. it's basically new japan but women's and it's just as good and it's just as high caliber of any wrestling you're gonna planet and we've gone from that to now having two fully fleshed women's titles that are new japan belts because iwgp women's title is a new japan belt it's yeah. just going to be represented by stardom wrestlers and then does that mean is is this strong one are we ever going to see it in japan is it just staying there because then that's going to be like what four defenses a year if they're going to keep it strong <laughs> unless they'll maybe put it on aw i don't i don't know is that a thing that's, well, that's a cool idea to be fair, like with the New Japan uh, of America, we've had a lot of shows so far this year. Like mm -hmm. we've had Battle in the Valley. We had the Collision Weekend. We got Resurgence coming up. They're going to do more events throughout the year. So I think that is why they are bringing it up. I, I probably am going to be just like my you Mercedes Benz. Be the high man on this where <laughs> I, I think that there's other reasons that we don't know yet for why they are introducing this strong title yeah. or they're just trying to make the eventual Mercedes Mayu rematch a bigger thing by making it champion versus champion. The and then, and then is Kato going to do what he loves to listen to people and then unite the belts? Exactly. 
Exactly. And then we're so going to have the IWGP World Women's Champion. <laughs> oh, God. No, uh, no. That's a, <laughs> a fucking cursed timeline. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as well, this past week, we've had uh, some shows on the road to Dontaku. Uh, this will come out on Tuesday slash Wednesday, but we're recording on Sunday. So Dontaku mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet, but maybe by the time you're listening to this, you've already watched the show. Um, But we're going to talk about the matches we have seen. So on Thursday, April 27th, Road to Dontaku, we got the Best of Super Juniors entrance announced, which we'll go through later. But first off, special singles match, Tetsuya Naito versus Doki. Junior heavyweight versus heavyweight. This was, it was pretty fucking good. I, I don't think this was anything special, but it, Doki, you know, got a big moment here. I think that's the thing. Like, I saw some people, like, hating on it, like, oh, it was a bit like Luster. I was like, this maybe for a naito match like you've seen him do crazy things but i think rather than this trying to be a showcase for naito because he's done it this was a showcase for doki ahead of the super juniors you're going to tell me that he managed to stay in the ring for that long with a heavyweight like naito and he held his own there was no cheating it was just doki showcasing how much he's improved and going into the best of super junior that's what he needs he needs crowds to be like Right, we are rooting for him because look, he can face Naito. We want him to shine in the junior division. I hope we get Hiromu's obviously going for this long title reign. He's saying that he wants to break the record fences. A Doki versus Hiromu title match would be incredible. Like when Hiromu had that return match and his first match, and it was against Doki, and they just blew the fucking house off, like the roof off. It it was awesome. I I fucking love Doki. He's such a little maniac, man. Um. And then IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships changing hands. Catch 2-2 finally dropping the belts on their fifth defense attempts to Jet Setters. Kevin Knight and Kushida. You guys know I, I will sing the praises of Kevin Knight until my voice is sore. I lo- I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I didn't want Catch 2-2 to lose, but if they had to lose it to someone, I'm glad Kevin Knight's on the other winning side. Kevin Knight is my favorite of the Shibata students. Uh, mm. I've been singing his praises as well. I got, I was able to meet the guy when uh, New Japan came over to New York and he met with like the kids from the Wrestle Club uh, with Victor Perry and he was so good with them and talked to me and a couple of the, the people from True Hill Heat and he's just one of the, the most humble guys and he doesn't realize how much, how I don't think he realizes yet how talented he really is. He's like the future of new japan and he was mm-hmm. the mvp of this whole entire matchup especially the the final five minutes where he hits the jumping ddt the no hands her camarada and then into their their finisher for the win that was just a great moment he's the sixth ever african-american champion in new japan for wrestling and the first of the new era of the la dojo so history was made and that was a great match as well yeah, it's wild. Yeah. He, he is the first, like, you know, Ren Narito kind of went on excursion to LA Dojo. He's kind of, yeah. you know, proxy LA Dojo, <laughs> but just full-fledged LA Dojo blood. Kevin Knight, the first one. And I, I would have never seen that coming once upon a time, but the guy has all the potential in the fucking world. Yeah, like, when I think of, even when I think of um, Kevin Knight, I feel like, you know, he, like, He's going to be somebody to watch in the next couple of years for sure. And just, I was very shocked that that um, they won the titles. I thought Catch the Two were going to go on a very long reign. And, you know, they were picking up um, good momentum. But, you know, um, Kushida's need, Kushida, since he's returned, he hasn't, he's kind he hasn't really done much. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for 
Kushida to be like in the mix of a title picture, but not necessarily like the junior, the actual junior title, but the junior tag team titles. So um, yeah, him and Kevin Knight as a pairing is, was an odd pairing at first, but it's grown on me over time. And yeah, I'm excited to see um, what happens next. I think I think we were saying with the like heavyweight tag titles. I think the both tag like divisions have got to a point now where yes, we might want like the champions to have a long reign, same like we did with Bishamon, same with Catch Two Two. But the t- caliber of teams is that even though a lot of us wanted Catch Two Two to continue their reign, the fact that Kushida and Kevin Knight won, it, I don't think I've seen someone not happy with that result. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just shows how strong all the teams are that you're like. Yeah, we want them to succeed more, but if this happens, this is a really nice new thing and it just works. Yeah, Katsu 2 elevated the titles big time. They had a really long run. Every match was incredible. Like They had some of the best matches the junior tag division has seen in years. Um, I wouldn't have been upset if they carried on, but like I said, you know, I'm excited to have Kevin Knight win a title and, and there's fresh matchups. Now you've got a, a Bullet Club Clark Connors returning. You know, he could team up with Ishimori. That's a fresh challenge. There's going to, every every title match is going to be something new because we've not seen Jet Setters, you know, like, you know as champions. This is, it's, it's all going to be something very new, very exciting. But then on that same card in the main event, Hiromu Takahashi overcoming Yoshinobu Kanemaru to get his fourth defense of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I've got my bones to pick with this one, but I'll, I'll let, let let's let's start off on a, on a lighter note. Who, who liked this match? I like I like this match. I will say I've just got bones to pick. I I like I think we all we all knew the results going into yeah. it. Like yeah. as much as we all prayed and we wished for an Uncle Nobu win, that was never going to happen. And if it did happen, that would probably have led to another Hiromu Best of Super Junior win. Yes. Yeah, that's why I wasn't hoping for that. I wasn't hoping <laughs> for Nobu to win. I am the biggest Hiromu fan, but I needed Hiromu to win this matchup. I, I will say, if this match would have been like five minutes less, I probably would be higher on this matchup. Yeah, but I thought it I was. I agree with SP3. It was just a bit long. <laughs> it was a bit long in the tooth, and it wasn't. It wasn't what I was looking for next with Hiromu because with the first three defenses, he gave us all totally different matches, and this felt like more of a longer version of the Robbie Eagles match. The Robbie Eagles mm-hmm. match where he attacked the knee of Hiromu yeah. and that was the story of the matchup. And then they did it here again. And it's like back to back. You're giving us the same story with Hiromu. And that it's it's going to vary. It's going to be polarizing of how people think. I thought it was great, but I know some people thought it was just good. Some people didn't like it at all because it was too long. So you're going to get different opinions from every single New Japan fan when it comes to that. So my gripe with this is the fact, like Hiromu with this title reign, he's giving all the spotlight to his opponents very clearly. But he's taking, he's getting the shit kicked out of him for 80, 90% of the match. Mm-hmm. And in the last two minutes, okay, cool, time for me to win. I'll hit my Hiromu Chan Bomber, his Lariat. I'll pick him up and hit Time Bomb too. Job done. Like it just comes yeah. out of nowhere. Like, you know, he'll get his ass kicked for ages. Like, Kanemaru hit the moonsault. Hit like you know the the DDDT off the top where I can't remember what it's fucking called. He's got a name for that type, touch out, maybe. Um, but he's hitting like all you know he in the figure four leg lock forever and stuff like that. But then yeah, suddenly it was okay time to win. Hit the three moves and Hiromi wins after getting his ass kicked. It's it really sucks. Every, it sucks all the energy out of the match for me. Like all the I'm like oh this was really good. Oh no, there we go. It was worse because. Kanemaru had been targeting the leg during the past matches as well. So it wasn't just like he was targeting him in the title match. Hiromu's legs technically should have just been completely gone 
but he still managed at the end to have this flurry of offense. It just seemed a bit weird. It is it is deflating. It's like uh, the energy that just, yeah, it kind of kills me a bit. But on Saturday, we had wrestling Satsuma no Kuni. Um, some more important matches took place on this night. We had the IWGP Tag Team Championships defended, Aussie Open defending successfully against TMDK. NK, did you see this match? What did you think of this one? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the match. No, so you're yeah. kidding me. Yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the match. I, this might, I, I don't do stars, but if I did, this would be five stars. Really? Wow. It okay. was it was really good. It was it was great. Amazing. I bit so many times. I, I never, like, going into it, of course, Aussie Open are retaining, but goddamn, like, when TMDK hit Coriolis, I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I and got then, out my seat for and that. And then when they hit the tank buster off the rope, I was like, oh my God, fuck, they've won. And then it was a great last minute pick, kick out. And the tank buster on the apron and stuff, it, this was phenomenal. This my, this is my tag match of the year. Oh, I, wow. I, th I thought it was another great entry. And I immediately after I watched it uh, last night uh, fully, because I kind of caught the tail end of it live in the morning. I watched the full match last night and I put out a tweet on my social media. Like, imagine thinking Aussie Open isn't the best tag team in the world right now. And I had people commenting and saying, oh, I can't imagine saying that because FTR are walking the earth. I was like, FTR is great. FTR had that moniker in not 2022. Yeah. But they're yeah. not doing it right now. I was like, it's it this it's ever changing when it comes to best wrestler in the world and best tag team in the world, best female wrestler in the world. It's an ever changing argument. You can have it one minute, but then it gets taken away. And Aussie Open this year, you have the match with Bishamon. You had the back-to-back -back matches at Collision because we talked about Capital Collision with the three May match that was great. Then they did an even better matchup with Tomorio Ishii and Leo Rush at Collision mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. that was that was fantastic and then this match was even better than that one i thought that this was a very spectacular match told a great story and i love that each aussie open matchup it's kind of highlighting each guy in different way mm -hmm. like the capital collision matchup and the bishimon match those were the kyle fletcher matches and this one was more of a mark davis type of matchup where he was just coming in his interactions with mikey nichols that was probably the best i ever seen mikey nichols in a match period mm -hmm whether it be mm -hmm. on yeah. his own or in a tag team matchup and they just flowed so well and i love the story of you know uh tmdk kind of being the pioneers for our australian uh, tag team wrestling and aussie open are now the new anchors of that representing australia representing all different places around the world and they are the best tag team in the world i don't care what you think right now you can say ftr you can say i thought the the Usos had a oh, fantastic one of the best WWE tag team match of the year. It's not them. It's not any of these things. It's Aussie <laughs> Open. I like, I, do you know what as well? I really got a big appreciation in this match for Shane Haste. Yeah. I never I never realized yeah. how fucking good he is. He is the, the the little things from him. Like he is, I would watching this, I was like, I would love to see Shane Haste have a G1 run. I know that's totally unrealistic. You know, they can't be wasting G1 spots. But I think he would fucking kill it. I like, I can't believe, I, I just, I, I hadn't realized it before. He's criminally underrated. He is tremendous. But I, yeah, like, I just think generally TMDK, because obviously Mikey's had a weird run when he started using Chaos. Yeah. And then, but I feel like 
them now together and with a bigger TMDK it works and yeah Shane like when he came to London and his mannerisms in the ring it's not just his wrestling style it's his personality it's the way he sells things yeah it's so special and he's such a big guy but he's so light on his feet like he you yeah. put him in a junior match and he can fly like the best of them but he's got like the build and the stance of guys like Dungzit like he's got the power the strength the speed I mean I wouldn't even mind having Shane like you said it might take up a G1 space, but put him in. I think he'd do great. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd be awesome as well. I've got to point out the fact that Mikey Nichols chopped the chain off of Carl Fletcher's neck. Yes. Like in the... yes. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, did that just happen? And you see Mikey Nichols like looking like, it's like holy shit, there goes the chain flying off. Um, that's, that's, that's an impressive fucking chop. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, Shane Hayes. Shane Hayes is like, I feel like sometimes, you know, someone goes to, to WWE and they gain nothing out of it. I think that he's really brought his personality out and he's showing that now. He does that in the entrance when it's TMDK and he's playing the drums. Like he exudes all this charisma and he was doing that in the ring and his selling is just so engaging and it gets you right into the matchup, just how he sells every single move and yeah this was everybody was on in top form i don't know if i i have this as my tag team match of the year but it's definitely in the running it's definitely in the running because all four guys came out of this a lot better than they when they went in and then in the main event shingo takagi losing the kpw 2023 provisional title to taichi in a takagi triad match listen new japan need to stop catfishing me into watching 40 plus minute matches <laughs> I'm for the getting... king of pro wrestling title not even the heavyweight the king of pro wrestling title went over 40 again <laughs> again like i can't live my life like this i got stuff to do i got places to be you know i got podcasts to record i can't be watching a 43 minutes 40 seconds match between taichi and shingo but I think, I think you're fine though because taichi said in his post-match comments he went if we carry on like this it's gonna be the winner is the one who doesn't go to the hospital so i think taichi <laughs> might be changing that I'm I'm over the moon Taichi one though. Like you know, it, if yes. we if we kicked off talking about Taichi, deserves all the credit in the world. He's tremendous. This story with Shingo goes back a long time. I've had so many KOPW matches, and mm -hmm. if this is the end of their feud, I guess going a bit longer is warranted as a big blow off. But forty four minutes almost is it, a bit too much for me. But yeah, this, this match has its plaudits. People are loving it. Yeah, I feel like this match. This is the funny. Probably I chose the wrong match to watch, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, not like when Tai Chi won. I was like, I'm happy for two reasons. Obviously, Tai Chi deserves um some sort of silverware. Um, but also I kind of think it frees Shingo up to do other stuff. I felt like the King of Pro Wrestling title kind of restricted Shingo, um, and what he could do. Like for example, like the Okada match happened. He had the King of Pro Wrestling title. And then we knew they weren't going to make Shingo double champ at that point. And especially that level, that kind of double champ, it doesn't make any sense. But um, I don't know. Um, I wanna I want to see what they do with Taichi with this title. It's the whole King of Pro Wrestling, especially now that it's a belt instead of like a trophy. Um, I want to see like where they take it. Do they carve out a certain niche for it? Do they make it like um a type do they 
put a particular branding on the title. Like the never open weight title for a while was like the strong style title. Like, do they take the title? Tend- it's kind of leaning that way at the moment, right? When you look at yeah, had a Shingo had the title, the match against Anare, this match against Taichi, and then you look yeah. at who's who's held the never title all the past years. Yeah, you could say this, yeah. the the KOPW title is kind of like the big boys title now. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, I'm just the this just this takes things in a lot more um interesting direction. Um, especially now that Sonada's champ as well. Like we I don't know. We'll, we'll get to Sonada as well, but but like the heavyweight title scene um feels a lot more interesting now that Shingo can be inserted back in there. Um mm-hmm. yeah, things are looking very promising. I think I, I quite liked what Taichi said in his post-match comments. Like, aside from saying that Shingo was basically tiring him out with his match, mm-hmm. but he said he wanted to do different things to go to different places. And he said that he thinks that this title could now be something that rivals the heavyweight title. And that's like similar to that, because obviously we lost the Intercontinental belt. I'm still bitter about that. The US title is in America. And I feel like since the trophy is gone and we've had some legitimate champions, this could easily be one of the top belts if they continue having it at high caliber, like main eventing huge events. I'm excited for like Shingo has brain worms and zero creativity when it came to all these title stipulations. Like what what the whole thing is, is that both competitors are meant to offer what they want the match to be. And the, the fans vote on it, right? The Hanare yeah. match, Shingo's like, nice. Okay. You choose. And then we get this Hanare match. And then this match, Shingo's just like, okay, yeah, we'll do the Hanare match, but we'll add on a couple more things. Like, the guy has zero creativity. Like, he, he's tremendous in the ring, but there's maybe not a lot going on up in the brain department. And, and that makes these long matches feel yeah. like a certain way. But I would say I, I enjoy on first viewing, because I've now watched the match twice. I kind of had it on in the background. I'm so sorry for you. As I was, yeah, the first time I didn't really pay attention. And then I heard 40 minute call. I was like, damn, I've been working on the agenda for uh, True Hill Heat that long. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But then, then I actually watched it this morning and I was like, okay, let me actually pay attention to this. And on first, like really watching it, I actually enjoyed this more than the Hanari match. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I... I think it was better than the Hanari match. I think <laughs> I, I think the history with Shingo and Tai Chi works a lot better, especially yeah. even recently with how angry Shingo was when Tai Chi took Sonata. It's just the little yeah. things like, and now Taichi said that he's he res- he's like, I always respected Shingo, but is Shingo gonna move to just five? Are we gonna have just six guys? That's what got me though, is like the finish was great eventually, like with Shingo, with Taichi just killing him with the uh, what's it called? Kawada's finisher, man. Stretch plum, Emerald flow stretch plum, stretch plum, yeah. Stretch plum. Uh, sorry, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, the submission, uh, stretch plum, and like Shingo looked like a, a dead body, and then <laughs> yes. and for like three minutes, Red Shoes was still like, Should I call it? and it's like, Red Shoes, are you waiting for him to be put under the ground in the funeral? Are you waiting because for Haromu, to come along? Horobu was kind of distracting him, Horobu got me oh, into good. the final few minutes because he was like, He was good, <laughs> he's like, He's like, Should I throw it in? He's like, No, I did the come. same thing, he had the towel and Tucker and Sonata like no don't do it and i was like yeah he's literally just there out red shoes was waiting for the fucking death certificate man he was going a bit too far like shingo done a very good job to be fair to him um 
we'll, we'll quickly touch on Dontaku because like we said, by the time this episode uh, releases, it's going to be happening. So we won't waste people's time with a preview. Uh, but let's we can quickly give our uh, our guesses, our picks for matches so that people can laugh at how wrong we are. Um, Kenta versus Hikaleo, strong openweight championship. SP3, is Kenta retaining or is Hikaleo winning? Hikaleo, new strong openweight champion. It needs to happen. You got to do something with him after him beating Switchblade. Yeah, he's got Bullet Club's number as well. You got a Switchblade. He like destroyed Yujiro in like a minute, which was fantastic last year. Um, sixth match on the card: NJPW World TV Championship. Zack Saber Jr. versus Jeff Cobb. This would be Zack's sixth defense. I'm scared for my rest of the year though, going in against Jeff Cobb. So now, do you think Zack can retain against Jeff Cobb? I I want to. My heart is like I want Zach to retain this. I want this to be the Zach title. But out of all the opponents he's had, Jeff Cobb is the one that I'm like I can see Jeff Cobb winning because yeah. it's Jeff Cobb. Yeah, I am scared for our fellow Brit. Um, quick little uh, uh, exclusive for Ace Techers is that I should hopefully be interviewing Jeff Cobb once this tour is over and we can make timings work. Because uh, nice. Uh, we we need it to be in the morning UK time, but then he's still, of course, wrestling because it's in the evening Jap- Japanese time, and I don't want to put the put the guy out. Uh, but yeah, that'll be coming to wrestle in eventually. Uh, seventh match on the card: Never Overweight Six Man Championship, Strong Style defending against Ishii Okada and Tanahashi. But there's trouble in Not So Paradise between the challengers, right, Sana? It, it, you know what? I think that we are leading to a chaos disbandment because basically Okada has been teasing this mystery of like their third man because tanahashi was injured he's been teasing and teasing and strong style about who is it then today he said it was tanahashi and ishii was not having it he was just he walked out he was pissed and chris charlton then said that in the backstage comments ishii went if tanahashi is in the team i am not doing it and i mean I'm kind of all because everyone's saying this is like playing into the Dick Okada role. He's like, I'm not even going to speak to my chaos member, my f- friend, about having Tanahashi. Like, in the end, it's going to be Okada and Tanahashi with their own little faction at this rate. I kind of love that Ishii is the only one that gives a fuck about chaos is not Hontai because they're always teaming. Yeah. Chaos and Hontai are always teaming, but Ishii is like, no, fuck off. He's Hontai. I ain't teaming with them pussies. <laughs> He's like, I don't want Tanahashi. He said it like after the Philadelphia show or something. He was like, if Tanahashi's on the team, I, I won't be part of it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see whether that 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 does happen. Like maybe El Desparo's been on Ishii's case. Maybe he pisses Ishii off so much that he's like, okay, for the sake of getting to kick the shit out of El Desparo again, I'll, I'll deal with being on the same team as Tanahashi. Um, but do we get new champions crowned is the question, NK. Will this mishmash team with a three top guys, Tanahashi, Ishii, and Okada defeat Strongstar? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I feel like, like so said, I feel this plays into um, a chaos, like chaos disbanding, or just like a more uh, a civil war, for lack of a better word. But yeah, like uh, I feel like this loss, like there's going to be a major angle after this loss, I believe. It's going to be like somebody's going to walk out of the ring or... I I don't think somebody. I don't think anyone's going to attack anyone, but I feel like there's definitely going to be a major post-match angle after this match. But yeah, um, I see the champs retaining. Well, I think as well, this next match is primed for an angle of some kind. You've got Tamatonga defending the Never Openweight Championship against David Finlay. But let's not forget, Mm -hmm. May 3rd, Wrestling Dontaku is not only the anniversary of the formation of Bullet Club, this year it's the 10th anniversary of Bullet Club's formation. A decade 
of Bullet Club. We've got to get some type of Bullet Club thing, and it can't just be David Finley winning the title. I feel like we need something bigger than that, right? I think Finley wins the title, and then El Desperado. I mean, El Fantasmo. Jesus. <laughs> El Fantasmo wow. returns and he sets his mission that he's going to destroy the Bullet Club. Happy birthday, Bullet Club. I'm going to destroy you. Do we think we get, because they teased at Philadelphia, Gabe, David Finney and Clark Connors were watching Gabriel Kidd wrestle Orange Cassidy. Do we think, like, you know, it's Gabriel Kidd Bullet Club bound? Do we get, and, and David Finney has said he's got more, at least one more member primed and ready. Like, he's got his eyes set on people. He wants young people. He wants hungry people. And Gabriel Kidd fits that mold. I get it. And Gabriel Kidd's an amazing wrestler, but it just ties into my grievances on the number of people in Bullet Club and the lack of cohesion and just... You can't improve a faction by just adding more people when the issue was there were too many people in the first place. It's I I think we had we definitely be some bullet club shenanigans, that's for sure. But I think David Finney walked away with a title at the at the, 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 the uh, to the behest of Tamatonga. Uh, and then the main event, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonala looking for his first defense against Hiromu Takashi. NK, this one's open and shut case right yeah her, um, her, um i was gonna say her, wow sonada <laughs> we got el desperado joining like attacking bullet club we got hiromu winning the iwgp world heavyweight championship <laughs> becoming champ champ but um no um <laughs> sonada um so, sonada retains sonada retains but do you think it's going to be a thing of he's going to face like um every member of um not every member of LIJ but like he's going to go through maybe um Naito and then maybe Shingo or do no, you feel what like happens, what happens what happens Bushi wants a shot at the IWGP Absolutely Bushi is IWGP World champion what he, kind of curse timeline is this He beats Hiromu and then Naito challenges him for Dominion and Naito beats him at Dominion. I said it last time. I'm saying it again. Sonata ain't going past Dominion with this world. That, that I can't like that is that's probably that's probably the biggest F you to a wrestler like ever. Like 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 <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like, I agree. If, I, if I'm Sonada, I'm like, I might, I might, I might tell Gator these guys, bye. I'm going to Noah. I'm not tolerating this disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, can we quickly touch on what happened in Noah with the Kaito Kiyomiya? Did you guys see this stuff? Yeah. Where a fan just walked into the ring and got like, didn't get in Kaito Kiyomiya's face, but she invaded the ring for lack of a better word. And was like, Kaito, aren't you meant to be the savior of Noah? Like, step the fuck up, son. What are you doing? I and thought it's... it was a work to start with because I've never seen oh, in Japan crazy. a fan just get in the ring. Yeah. It's it's probably very easily to because they don't like, you know, you watch AEW, you watch WWE, you got secure at every corner around the ring, yeah. you know. Uh, there's none of that in in wrestling in, in Japan. You just have the young lions, and that's because they're there mostly to do work, to, you know, set up the ring and all those type of things. And they're, they're kind of, I suppose, proxy security. Um, and and you just wouldn't expect it from Japanese fans of all the fans in the world, yeah, the most respectful like fans, yeah. right? Yeah, um, that was wild. But I will say, for someone who they built as a prodigy, someone who they built as the future of the company, they keep doing Kiyomiya dirty. Um, <laughs> I know it's not another podcast, so I'm not going to get into it too much. But they do him dirty over there. Like, 
come on. It, it, is a, it was a fun little thing we had to touch on, but the big thing we've got to touch on for this episode is Best of the Super Juniors 30 lineup. Before we get to it, mm. we're going to quickly get our plugs in because everyone here is doing their own separate work away from wrestling. NK, you've missed the past couple of weeks. I know you've got an AW show going now. Please tell the people about Revolution Radio and all things at Rest Things. Yeah, so at Rest Things, um, every Thursday at 8pm um, GMT, we have a show called Revolution Radio, where we break down um, the latest um, episode of Dynamite and just general AEW news and uh, conversation. But um, for obviously other wrestling um, talk, check out Rest Things. We have obviously our flagship podcast that comes on every Friday, but we also have um, Indie Takers. That's um, a show that covers various um stuff and on going on in independence and sometimes even new japan um but yeah check out resting's podcast and sp3 you mentioned it already but true hill heat and tons of other shows on fight for fight for overbooked where can the people check out more sp3 uh follow me on the twitter machine at true hill sp3 youtube channel true hill heat wrestling we hit six thousand subscribers so thank you, you hear that son who dropped over <laughs> Again, you're all rubbing it in my face, aren't you? I'm not rubbing it in your. He had me. He had me plug before you, so it wouldn't seem <laughs> like it was coincidence. <laughs> like I was rubbing it in. I'm, not, I'm just saying we have Sanal over there. Sanal be showing up on our New Japan uh, reviews with me and Jay News. She's our favorite to to talk to, so you can see her over there as well. Uh, and yeah, check out the YouTube channel. I'm there on Thursdays for AE Ramble reviewing Dynamite. I'm there on Saturdays for the flagship show uh, at 11:05 a.m. Eastern, and that is 4:05 p.m. GMT. There you go. Well, look, see, it's, SP3's got a whole team behind him, a whole machine. He's doing all these shows with different people. Sonal's YouTube is just her and her exactly. alone. And she's still got an incredible number of subscribers. Sonal, what's your YouTube? Where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at wrestling underscore chat, where you can see basically everything that I post. But Sonal's life on YouTube, I've got something quite fun happening this week. Going forward, hopefully it'll be the start of something new on the channel. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, again, SP3, thanks for the plug. But, you know, don't rub it in my <laughs> face. I reached 2,000. I'll get to six at some point, maybe in the next decade. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter at KieranRH93. More importantly, follow WrestleIn at WrestleIWN. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you already are. Uh, we've got some... Uh, interviews coming on WrestleIn. We've got one with Mal. Uh, we just got the answers back today as of recording. DDT's Mal, of course, he had a great time at WrestleMania weekend. And uh, Totoro Suzuki from Ice Ribbon. And we've got more in the chamber. Uh, Patreon.com slash WrestleIn. You can sign up and join the Discord. It's great vibe, good vibes. Uh, everyone's always chatting away. Uh, and we're going to be chatting every fucking day when it's coming up soon because Best of the Super Juniors 30 is happening. It's 12 nights scheduled, May 13th to the 28th and in that time frame you're getting all 12 match all 12 nights it's going to be hectic it's going to be difficult to keep up with but the entrants have been announced it's stacked i'm going to quickly run through it like let, let, actually let's go for it a block person by person kushta making his return to best of the super juniors his first time in five years how excited are we to have kushta back in best of the super juniors guys no, he's a legend, man. Like, um, and it's I'm just excited to see him mix it up in the like it's it's, it's gonna feel 
it's going to fall out the good old times. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Kushida back. Kushida's uh, a wrestler. He's out. He's one of the first like um, wrestlers I gravitated to when I first started watching New Japan. Yeah. Um, he was like the king of the juniors for a long period mm-hmm. of time. So, yeah, just to see him back mixing it up with the juniors is an exciting prospect. So many first-time fresh matchups. Well, we've got Ryusuke Taguchi making his return as expected. But then we get the first debutant for the A block, Leo Rush entering best of the Super Juniors. SP3's got a big smirk on his face about this one. Oh, I'm happy Leo Rush is in the best of the Super Juniors. You you remember I was raving about his matchup with Hiromu. I think that he's a dark horse kind of pick to, to win this whole thing, even though it is his debut entry. I think that he is so talented. And this A block is might be the most star-studded uh, A block of all time in, in best of Super Juniors history. And Leo Rush is a big part of that. So I can't wait to see what he's able to do. I've been watching Leo Rush since he was 18 because when they did the graphic and showed he was 28, I was like, damn, I remember him in 2013. I've been watching him since he was 18. Now he's 28. Damn. That's wild. And then uh, interrupt me as we go through, but we got Doki, we got Hiromu Takahashi, we got Titan, we got TJP, Taiji Ishimori, show. And another debutant, Speedball Mike Bailey, entering Best of the Super Juniors, Sonal. I've been watching Speedball since I got into wrestling here in the UK online. When I think I've been saying this online, I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if Mike Bailey was in a Super Junior? And it happened. And I just, I'm imagining him against all, like you said, like a star studded block in the A, like. Imagine Speedball Bailey versus some of the veterans in New Japan, like Kushida and Taguchi. Then you've got him against some of the new guys. And it's just, oh, I'm so excited. Like, this is perfect. Like, the perfect way to just bring him into the spotlight is to have him in the best of Super Junior. I will what? announce here right now that Speedball Mike Bailey versus Hiromu Takahashi in the A block is not just for two points, NK, Sanal, Kirian. It's for my heart. Whoever wins <laughs> will have my heart and they will be my favorite wrestler. Those are my two favorite wrestlers in the world. So it's for the heart of SP3. Uh, what? Okay. We're all very excited about Speedball. Me too. I absolutely love the dude. Uh, he, he is a, a, a saint in the wrestling world. What match are we most excited for in the A block for Speedball? So SP3 has cl- is clearly most excited for the Hiromu match. NK, who are you most excited to see Speedball Mike Bailey face in this A block? Kushida. That's, it's that's gonna be a, a really interesting one because it's not gonna mm-hmm. be the high flying. It's that's gonna be really yeah. technical yeah, it's gonna be, and yeah. nitty gritty. It's gonna be so nuanced. So now, what what speedball match are you most look forward to? I mean, obviously, everyone in here agrees it's gonna be Taguchi. What? <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's speedball versus Doki, especially with how much Doki has grown. I think that. The two contrasting styles were. I love how everyone's laughing when I said Taguchi. He could put on like a match. It of depends the what kind of. It depends what kind of Taguchi you get, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Is it going to be like big match Taguchi, or I'm just going to show my red underwear? It depends. But yeah, yeah I no. Want, I think Doki I want could speedball really to do the speedball kicks to his bum. <laughs> that that, no, that happened. SP3, you've sent something into the universe because that actually could happen, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and then for me, I think Speedball versus Ishimori. Those, those yeah, two, that's a good Ishim- match. We, I think we often kind of forget how good Ishimori can fucking be. Like one yeah. of the greatest junior heavyweights of all time, caliber. Um, and then we go to the B block. 
We got El Desperado, we got Yo, we got Master Watto, and a debutee in Kevin Knight. This is the man I'm most excited for. This is the mm. man everyone should be most excited for in this tournament. I think he's going to win so many people over. I, I cannot wait to see Kevin Knight have nine singles matches against a stacked block of people. Um, then you get Yoshinobu, Kanemaru, Bushi, Robbie Eagles, Francesco Akira, Dan Maloney making his New Japan debut. A guy that mm-hmm. me, Sonal, and NK will be fairly familiar with. You, you can't I go saw to... him. I watched him on Friday in his last, last match for Progress before going. And he had a match against Robbie X. And oh my, it, I think I, if people who were there agree, like it was the best match on the card. People were chanting. And because he came out, he had the Empire wristband. And I, after seeing him in that match, I'm like, yeah, he is going to turn some heads because he is not only really fast, but he's very big. And he, yeah. is, he a, like, is he a junior, son? Is this, another, <laughs> this might be another Shingo Takagi, I feel. But I don't, I don't feel Kevin Knight is a junior either. He, he has the potential to go up for sure. Like, yeah, long I just think Kevin Knight, like, if like Kevin Knight is like skinnier. But like, if he bulks up, like he's because he's quite. He's he seems to be quite tall. He's so shredded. If he, yeah, if he bulks up, then he'd easily be a heavyweight. But yeah, do you remember Five Live where you had to do weigh-ins? I feel like New Japan need to do weigh-ins because they are really giving me guys in the junior division that really shouldn't be there. Dan I doubt they're under the weight limit. He he could be a, he can be the bruiser for sure in this block, but I I say that the last man in the B block, uh, Clark Connors, Bullet Club's newest member, coming back to Japan, is he a kind of a dark horse favorite to win this now that he's got the Bullet Club backing? Like you kind of think B blocks is El Desperado's to win though, right? That's why I think that Strong Style are going to lose the never overweight six man tag team titles to uh, Okada Ishii and Tadahashi because I think that is going to be the biggest hint that El Desperado finally it's going to be his year. Should have been his year last year, but this year has to be it. I need El Desperado to finally win it. Hiromu's not going to win it, so it's now up in the air of who can win this one. And El Desperado seems like he's the favorite in the B block. I think I'd want him to win, but with Hiromu wanting to do this long reign, I don't want Despi to win and then just not win the title. Like I feel like that would just mm-hmm. do yeah, more bad for him than any good. Yeah, it is a difficult one because El Desperado, you know, he's got the wins over Hiromu now. He won in Wrestle Kingdom, retained the title. That was kind of the big moment for Despi, but he hasn't won Best of the Super Juniors yet. So that alone is a big notch on his resume, but I, I agree to go on to lose against Hiromu and in the nicest way, do we need another Hiromu versus Despi match right now? Or should we no. should we give that some distance? Yes, um, please. Although, yeah, Desperado deserves to win a fucking best of the Super Juniors at some point, but I, I, I'm certainly not betting on him. But who are we picking then as our A block finalists and our B block finalists? NK, who are you going for? And then also, out of those two finalists, who is winning? Who's who's your pick to win the tournament? Um, a block finalists. Um, Ishimori's in a block. A, a, yep, a, a block, right? Yeah. I say Ishimori versus. Do you know what? This is just me fantasy booking. Ishimori versus um Kevin Knight. Um, oh. I, like I think, it. but. 
But the but if it is Ishimura versus Kevin Knight, the realistic thing they'll do is have Ishimura versus Hiromu for one thousand seven hundred and sixty fifth time. <laughs> but um, I would ah, uh, you know what? I think I think they'll make yeah. I think Kevin Knight will go all the way because he's somebody. He just won um the um junior tag title, and they're building him, and so him taking a loss to Hiromu won't damage him too tough no um because he's really got the tag titles and i feel like they they're putting a lot of investment in him so yeah you know what i'm going all the way kevin knight nk's on the kevin knight bandwagon i can't say i i i love it everyone's welcome aboard that bandwagon that me and sp3 are fucking driving as as quick as we can but sp3 who's winning a block who's winning b block who's winning best of the super juniors 30 uh, I'm going to say Desperado wins the B block, even though I was on the, the Mastawado train. Uh, that train has kind of slowed down a bit in the last couple of months. So I won't go there and I'll say Desperado wins the B block. A block is so up in the air because I don't see Hiromo would always be the favorite to win it. And Kushida's there. I can't believe we're getting Kushida and Hiromu. Without without the title being on the line, yeah, that's wild. Tournament. That was wild. I would have put Kashida in the in the B block to avoid doing that, but that's what they're gonna do. That's what they're gonna do. I'm gonna go with my heart, who I think is gonna win the match for my heart. I'm gonna go with Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball versus Despy in the finals. Despy finally wins the the best of the Super Juniors. I can 100 percent see that. I I am really undecided. There's really no obvious. You think El Desperado is kind of the obvious pick for B block. Um, A block is so much more difficult because, yeah, I you, I could see Leo Rush. I could certainly see Speedball or Ishimori. Um, maybe they, they finally grow some... Gato grows a pair of balls and he gives Doki the spotlight. Um, but I'm going to go with a final of Speedball versus uh, Clark Connors. No, wait. Yeah. Speedball versus Clark Connors. Yeah, the ultimate good guy versus the shithead new Bullet Club guy with Clark Connors getting the win. And then you've got Bullet Club versus uh, Bullet Club versus LIJ, Clark Connors versus Romu, something very fresh, especially with Clark being new. But so now to round us out, what are your picks for A block and B block? I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like I have Clark Connors to win B block just because I feel like Bullet Club needs something. I, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to say A block. I want a doki win. Just because it's, I can't pick any one thing. I'd love Doki to show how much he's improved. He's not going to win it. Like, that's not going to happen. But just for them to actually, like, admit Doki has improved so much, can go up against any guys. If any year Doki could get a win, I'd say this year. It's going to be a stacked couple of weeks. There's going to be so much wrestling in such a short time frame. Uh And then after this, we head into Dominion, I'm assuming, without looking at the schedule. Uh, and then, you know, we've got Forbidden Door on the horizon not long after that. G1 Climax has been announced. We've got All-Star yeah. Junior Festival coming to USA. We've got All Together Again happening. All Japan, Noah and New Japan joining forces. Uh, it's going to be a crazy... May is going to be a crazy month purely for Best of the Super Juniors. Um, and we will all definitely be wrong when we reconvene in a, a couple of weeks and Best of the Super Juniors is underway and Speedball's not getting a single win and fucking... Taguchi is running the brackets um, for one oh, final hurrah. And, oh, Lord. And the, the nightmare is coming true, and Bushi is running undefeated as well on the opposite, <laughs> other side. Um, I, I suppose that's me booking the worst possible best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Taguchi, no, mate. Showing this. I was showing. about to say, yeah. 
Show versus Bushi in the finals would be my absolute Ooh. nightmare. Why would you wish that upon us? Why? I'm not. I'm I'm not. But if it gets I mean, it's just like a linking to the thing when um Evil and Usual came out to attack Aussie Open, I just screamed out like, "No, we are not doing this." That's a good oh, point. God, yes. Totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, you got seemingly maybe a triple threat because Bishamon came out as well. Yeah, but certainly House of Torture at the very least challenging for the titles. But I hope that means Aussie Open are safe in another defense. Yeah, because Yujiro's there. Like, no way is Yujiro going to be in a match and not get pinned. At least Gato <laughs> was smart enough to say, oh, I'm going to give House of Torture a title match, but it's going to be a triple threat. So we have some good tag teams in there with Evil and Yujiro. Yes, fucking House of Torture is nightmare fuel. But yeah, I think that's it for Ace Takers this week. A short one. We've not had as many shows to discuss as usual and some of us have uh, some real life stuff to get off to once we finish recording but thank you for listening to ace techers again this week guys check everyone out like we gun the plugs sp3 now and nk uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh for everyone that was ace techers we are wrestle in and now we're out